What's up? This is Cody. This is Mark. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Yay, yay! Back to Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Jason, along with Ashley. Hi. And Yo, Chris. Yay! Yay! Full house. Full house. <laughs> so yeah, and after last week's audio slash uh, uh, human error, user error. Yeah, we're uh, doing better now. You can hear Chris, so that's a good thing. That's never been a problem. Hopefully, yeah. we're not in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Knock so, on wood. Yeah. In the beginning of the year when I had the reverb was all messed up and sound like we were in a cave. No so great. What, and oh man, it's been a it's been a weird year slash weird season for not yes. just and the Blues <laughs> for all parties involved. Absolutely. So, the Blues are like I said last time I think they're officially in is last time when Ashley uh, yep. and friend Justin did it we were officially in. And now it's a matter of where are they going to finish. They could finish as low as the second wild card, or they could finish as high as maybe second, but that was kind of pushing it. Yeah. But um, there'd be a lot of help on that one. So this week, an old friend has returned from Siberian exile. Legitimately Siberia. Correct. <laughs> That's why it was Siberia. But um, so Vladimir Saboka, like, I, we, it started off this, the beginning of this week as – he terminated his contract. So technically his contract in the KHL, even though his team was out of the playoffs, so his team was eliminated from the playoffs, um, his contract ran until April 30th over there. So he couldn't get really – so I guess he bought out, I guess, the last month of his contract or negotiated – Wasn't something. there some clause that yeah. if they weren't in or, like, or if they were out of contention or whatever, he could buy out the last month, month or, or whatever. whatever? The something amount like of that. clauses this kid has had back and forth with every – just, I'm, I don't know, blown away and, still. So it's like he's coming back to lose, and I immediately was like, Psh, "Nope, not Same. coming back." I'm like, Armstrong does not want that dude back for. At the time, we had five, six games left, like five games. Yeah. So I'm like, "You're not going to ask the guy back for five or less games, no, and maybe playoffs where you maybe could play between, you know, whatever as far as this team will go. Not that under twenty games, probably agreed for the season. You know, so agreed. it's like you're not going to burn the two point seven million dollars. Just wait a full year. Say, screw you, buddy. You left us high and dry. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a fan thing than I guess, as, as we've learned, more of a fan thing than they, they both said it was business and they both said it was a business decision on both sides. What? Three not, years ago? Not according to or what this. they both said, both. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was a staged statement. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I know Chase, uh, I guess Strickland said it, um, uh, not post, but a quote from Chase where he they just want to like grab Saboka by the neck and just like ring him. And he's like, I'm sure some of his teammates feel the same way. I got to think there's not a lot of people left in that room from when there was that, from when he was there. Yeah. But I got to imagine there's going to be a meeting between him and Trangelo, probably Petro, maybe Steen, Tarasenko. Steen, technically, I guess. Steen. Yeah. Maybe Perron, I guess, because Perron was technically on the team, yeah. but yeah. he was traded, I think, that offseason. I would say at least Steen and Petro, maybe Tarasenko, maybe Perron. And there's going to have to be a come to Jesus about like, we're welcoming you back, but don't think we forgot. Yeah, because that's when we signed Stastny that year. So yeah. that was not him. So yeah, that's pretty much what was left. So we had a turnover. I guess maybe Jake Allen was sort of up and down with the team at that time. 
Maybe in the minor still, but maybe like yeah, not officially on the team, but like he had that spot duty that one right. year or whatever. So yeah, hopefully they told him to leave his um, bad attitude back in Siberia. We'll see. So we'll see. We'll get into the game recaps first. So the Blues had four games this week, trying to knock to knock off. I said to clinch up that maybe second spot, but more that third spot to face Minnesota. Correct. Minnesota has been uh, bad. Bad, but improving. They had competitive games and actually started winning. So this yeah, week they, they, they won. Slump. They won three games in a row this week. So right. they basically won enough to knock us out of that third spot. They needed to lose out pretty much for us to have a yeah. shot. Yeah, there were, there needed to be a lot of things falling our way. A lot of stars aligning in order for that to happen. Yeah. So the Blues start off against a very probably a lot of fans said probably the biggest game of the year. At the time, because we were going against Nashville, and we had that one. I think we were at the time tied in points. Correct. Uh, we were up by two, but we had a game in hand. Yeah. So if we win this one, like or if it was one or two, yeah. And then if we win it, it pretty much puts us in the driver's seat for yes. the rest of the week because that means we're still up by a game. We're playing them now. They only had a couple of games remaining, so we go against Nashville, and both teams played the night before. Yep. So this is one of those games where you're like, okay, kind of on even ground, I guess. Blue Star well as Vladimir Tarasenko continues to do extremely well. It's 37th of the year from Schwartz and Perron. And Schwartz is now averaging over a point a game in his last 20 games. Yeah, 22, talk about a turnaround. 22 points in 20 games. That's two goals and uh, 20 assists. A lot of assists. So he's been a vital component on that top line. Yeah, he really has. And, you know, he was snake bit for a while and, and, and couldn't get a goal. But he's had some phenomenal assists. And the one that sticks out in my head was was one of the uh, Colorado or Phoenix games where he just had that blind back pass to uh, Steen. To, no, it was to Tarasenko, yeah, who just one-timed it in. Uh, I, maybe it was – no, it wasn't Calgary. I think it was it was at home, and I think it was one of the – either Arizona, I think it was the Arizona game or, 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 or Colorado games. But the dude has had some phenomenal assists, and the goals are starting to come. But you're right. He has really, really been a big contributor to this turnaround the last 25, 30 games. Um, and you hope that it continues to go. Because I think as he and Tarasenko go is how this team is going to go come the playoffs. Well, yeah. and they've been really fun to watch together out there too. I mean, I think that as soon as he started finding his groove, it's just every time that that he gets the puck, you think something special is going to happen. So hopefully that keeps going. Yeah, and then I think it's a, he's a very good complimentary side. Is as we know, it's like every good, very good goal scorer that's around there, especially and this is goes for Brett Hall too. Not good in defensive end or average at best. <laughs> Correct. So I and Schwartz is very good, like compliment on the other side where he does yes. play that two way game. So if there is a mistake or somebody he's to back it up, you know, he's able to go back. You're not guys. counting on Tarasenko to play defense. Correct. And that's and I think it's very good. And, and Stasny does a good job when he's on that line. And Steen's been filling in due to Stasny's uh let's it's a broken foot. Let's just be It's got to be it, it, it's yeah. in a cast and it's pretty much it's honestly that is the extension that was signed for Saboka is what told me he's not yeah. That's this me is too. to fill in for Stasny because yeah. So whether Saboka scores or not, I think immediately what he brings is someone to win face-offs like Stasny did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, last night, I'll just jump ahead just very shortly. For last night's game against Carolina, we are 38%, which is Yeah, awful. bad. So you can't, you're not going to win hockey games that way. Not in the playoffs. Nope. So, unfortunately, Ryan uh, Johansson gets his 14th of the year on the uh, pretty much a crap uh, penalty call here. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. And then so uh, – 
this leads to a goal. So it is 14th from Forsberg and Subban after a kind of a scramble, and it's off to the left side of Jake Allen. And uh, Allen had no shot because he was just scrambling to get to get back in position. So uh, the 11-22 mark. So 1-1 uh, after that pretty even period. But after this, man, the Blues just locked it down. And this, had, this was a game where – and this is this second period was one of the more dominating periods. It wasn't like they had a ton of shots. But you just—I don't remember Nashville getting a ton of pressure. No, not at all. And to me, this screamed of someone, be it Yo or someone within the team, going into the locker room after the first period and basically just saying, "What do you guys want to do? You know, if do you guys want to play this game and lock and lock ourselves into a third spot and play Minnesota, or do you want to go out and f around?" And end up possibly having to play the Chicago Blackhawks. Exactly. And who knows who it was, but possibly Alexander Steen, who gets the goal 55 seconds into the second period yes, from Perron. Such his, a good goal. Uh, so Blues jump up by one here. And then later on in the period, David Perron with this Dude. crazy <laughs> awesome move where he just picks it up from Petrangelo, who kind of moves into the slot area off to the, the left of the goalie, the right yep. side of the ice. Makes a shot as blocked. Uh, Perron gets it, curls, basically dekes around. I would say like two, or three, two or three guys like, yeah. toe drags it around. Uh-huh. And then wrist a shot just passed. It was uh, awesome. Uh, I think Rentno Soros was in yes. at this time. And uh, nice goal there. So and it's one of those things where you, when you see that David Perron, you're like, oh, that's why we re-signed him. Like, I'm telling you, he that's really 17th. has. He's 17th, right. so he's not been a slouch this year at no, all. No, he's, he's turned out to be a very uh, pleasant surprise and, and turned out to be a vital part of this team. Yeah, who filled he it up on really the second well line. He came back really well-rounded, too. He's not a one-man player anymore. Like no. He's out there making plays. Yeah, I mean, he saw the occasional offensive zone penalty. Sure. That's going to be his DNA, I think. But I thought but, for sure but, he was going to get one of last night's game. Oh, yeah. Well, so I remember that one where he, the guy like blatantly got tripped, and we were all waiting for it, and we turned around and scored. So it's good. Yep. But uh, So go to the third period, and it's like, all right, keep it up. And then uh, if everybody do have a block shot that turns into a breakaway and a goal, your first thought is, Vladimir Tarasenko. Scotty Upshaw, yeah. uh, anybody with Scotty speed, Upshaw. anybody with speed, Magnus Payarvi, even Reeves these days, yeah, Reeves, yeah. Reeves, even been on Reeves. A roll. but Joel Edmondson, <laughs> yeah, blocks a shot by the defenseman who is like kind of flat footed and doesn't stumble, but does not have any pickup. Maybe the end of a shift, maybe, maybe, and just he looks, was like looks like Joel Edmondson was the fastest skater ever, and he just blew by everybody. And Fast I guess I think um, Subban did, did not see what happened or was moving up, so the other defenseman didn't have more to cover. Um, Edmondson takes a shot on Saros, who makes a pretty good save, but the puck bounces right back to Edmondson, who is streaking up the right side of the ice, the left side of the goalie, and hits him, and then he shoots it off the back of Saros as he's off the rebound, and yep. it goes into the net. So Edmondson with the unassisted goal is third of the year. He was so pumped about that goal. Did you oh, just yeah. see it, like, his eyes light up? Like, hey, man, wait, that, did that I just do that? That was a very PlayStation-esque goal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the 8-11 mark, and that's how it's going to end. 4-1. to one. The Blues take have a dominating a Very game. dominating performance against Nashville, and they yeah. needed that game. Heck that was yeah, a statement did. game. Yeah, but luckily, there's help on other fronts. Uh, the Kings lost that day, so officially the Nashville Predators got in that day, even though they lost. Yep. Uh, so the Blues... I, I would say that that Nashville game is probably... There's two pins you can put in the map on this stretch run for the Blues. The first was the game in Minnesota, and then the second was this game. I think those two games were real gut-check games for the Blues. Um, The Minnesota game really kind of started the turnaround and really kind of put the Blues back in that forward momentum to get back into a playoff contention and chase. 
And then this uh, game was one of those where you saw the team, like we said, going into the second period, kind of gut check itself and really get to that next level and shut down Nashville and put themselves in the driver's seat for where they're going to finish in the playoff seedings. Yeah, so um, you're ready to go. You have the lead. Let's just keep going. The Blues are 7-0-2 in their last uh, I think nine-ish games. That's what I have that up right in my yeah. head. Thank you. Don't ask me. <laughs> I am, I am brain dead. Yeah, I was, sitting there, I, was sitting there, I was staring at it, and I'm just like, say that number, say that number. Okay, nine. Uh, so they play uh, Winnipeg, who has this, owned our this, asses. Like I was telling one of my buddies, like every year you have a team where you inexplicably cannot word, beat, right? That's yeah. word, right? And cannot win. You cannot win, and then there's a team you always dominate for no apparent reason either. Like, and it doesn't make any sense. And it used to be we would kick the bejesus out of the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. every year. And there's always, and then, and then like. Um, I would say every year it's been like Arizona. Like Arizona, like I automatically mark W on those games because every time. So does everybody else, though. The last couple of years, yeah. But I mean, for if you look at like what they've the Blues have played them, like it was something like eleven one and two in their last thirteen right. games against. So I mean, over the last, and you only play them three to four times a year. So the last three or four years, they've literally kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. And the one goal, I think the one time they lost, it was on a last second goal or something like that. Yeah. When I looked it up. So it's one of those things where that's team you always win. And then there's always some team during the year you find out that you just have a really hard time with just maybe a matchup thing or just a mental thing. Or that used just, to be the Vancouver Canucks for the Blues. Yeah. Back in the day, I remember they just could not win. And then this year, for some reason, like Winnipeg Jets, every time you, I think they have, I think they want to put maybe one out of five this year. Yeah, and up until this year, we dominated them. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it just happens. But we start off well. That's the thing I'm getting accompanied to now is quick goals. I, I was going to mention that. something mm-hmm. when you mentioned that steam goal. Fifty five seconds into the second, is the Blues are putting a lot of first minute goals in the nets. Yeah, and this I'm one a fan of it. Yeah, this one is uh, Petrangelo is his thirteenth unassisted, thirty five seconds in. So you're yeah. like. All right, good start. And then the whole first period, it was okay. Like the rest of the way fine. through. Uh, but the, there's a I, – so I put my daughter to bed. And just you know, Oh, man, this and, game. Uh, I think this is the game I sent you the text. Yeah. Because I was, I like, was in Des Moines at a concert. What's going on? Holy crap. So there's a minute and a half here where – Oh, my God. Uh, just just def- mix a defensive breakdown. And mind you, we're, we're very banged up on the blue line, so we have a rookie – sort of defense third pairing and this is kind of where the this is where two of the three goals happened uh jordan schmaltz and uh pateri limbaum who's got called up yep uh didn't have the best of sequences here uh patrick line gets his 35th mind you i do is good, good. Yeah. yeah uh from stewart and little at 147 so 14 seconds later nicholas eilers gets a wraparound goal because that dude is hella fast his 25th of the year from shifley who has 49 assists wow that's oh. amazing and Wheeler has 46 assists, which is crazy. Uh, so, 48 seconds after that, Mark Stewart decides Jeez. to get a goal from the point. So, just like Vinland and the Blues call a timeout, 3-1. to one. By the time I walk in there, say goodnight, and go to the bathroom and come back, it's 3-1. to one. That's how I felt. A I, two seconds, I was watching like, on the Fox Sports app, shut it down, walked outside next door to get a taco, paid, <laughs> looked at my phone, and it was 3-1. to one. I think I sent Jason a message like, what? the hell just happened yeah did i walk into another dimension in this taco shop somehow like what the hell is going on yeah and uh hutchinson was had a pretty good decent game for the blues he was stoning them when they try making a comeback here but yuckily yuckily it should be it should be noted uh the return of yori latera 
And he gets a goal. And he gets a goal, which I was getting to. His seventh of the year from Barbashev and Sanford. So Barbashev is playing some good hockey. And he's yes, got he moved up. He is, quote-unquote, the number one center right now. As you should be. And he's shown it over the well, last Well, unless you ask games. the fans. If you ask the fans, it's Vladimir Savoka. Yeah, which we'll get to. So I want to slap them all. <laughs> Shifley gets a goal here. His... 31st of the year from Wheeler Eilers in the third period at the 448 mark. God, and dude, Patrick Line gets his 36th of the year from Perot and Little at 902 mark. They wrap it up 5 to 2. Blues lose at home. Uh, um, at home, they were set, so it makes it 7 1 and 2 now in the last season 10. record against the Jets. I will have to look that up for you, sir. Did we win a game? I think we, I know we won one. Wow. The assist that these guys have on that team is insane. The Jets are going to be one of those teams. I know they're on the outside this year. They've been rebuilding for That's going to be a real good team. Yeah. This you know, I every year I put money and I seem to go all in on the Dallas Stars just because of how stacked that team has been. And I know they won the division last year and then we knocked them out in the second. But that team is poop. Like yes. just plain and simple. Until they, I haven't heard anybody talk about them in a long time. Until they fix their goaltending issues, mm-hmm. they're dookie. And I think you're looking at the Jets being that team that's going to start competing with the Chicago's and us and Nashville. And Nashville's been a surprise this year. I really didn't see Nashville playing as well as they have. I didn't necessarily see us playing as poorly as we did for a long stretch. Yeah, absolutely, we I thought we were going to take a step back, but I I still thought it would be a tough. Uh, contention for the central between us and Chicago, but I really see the Jets coming on and I see four teams now in the mix for for playoff spots and it's going to be insane to watch the next few years, assuming Winnipeg continues to progress the way they are and with someone like Patrick Laine to build around, I don't see why they wouldn't. Exactly, and also, you know, I talked to my friend Daryl that's uh, up in Winnipeg a lot uh, via Twitter mostly, but, you know, he makes a good point. He's like, you know, this team, they're not – they know they're not going to the playoffs, so they have nothing to lose. So they're going to go it's out there. It's a dangerous team. Exactly. They're going to go out there and they're going to play their asses off. And that's exactly what they do. But they've been yeah. rebuilding for so long. And like you said, building a team around that kid, like oh, it's just. so good. It, exactly. Like they, they have absolutely nothing to lose and they're only going to get better. So. I agree. So uh, just to get used to the nice website, hockeyreference.com has helped me out here. So the Blues this year in five games are 0-4-1. Against, against the Jets? Against the Jets. Yeah, that's what I thought. 10 goals for, 21 against. So they swept yeah. us. Yep, pretty much. We got one point out of them. One point out of a possible 10. Yeah, I I thought that they swept <laughs> that's us. Insane. Uh, that's It's just one of those games, man. Like you said, there's, there's always a team every year that you just don't match up well against. It's frustrating because uh-huh. to, to our team, it probably doesn't make any sense. And then to Winnipeg, they're like... well. The la- the only game that really sticks out to me is the game against Winnipeg when you and I were doing that trivia night. And I think that was the rock bottom night yeah. where I looked at you and I was like, this team is not going to make the playoffs. Yep. They because both, they oh, looked. As they got shut out, it was like 3 nothing game. Yeah, yeah. They looked old and boring. That was Hitch's last game, yes? Yep. That was his last yeah. game. Um, but. Yeah, man. You know, thank God this team isn't in the playoffs because I would not want to play them if I was a St. Nope. Louis fan. I that's a team that just has the Blues number and has no fear playing St. Louis right now. Yep. Absolutely none. Yep. And so I'm glad that they were done with them now. So 
And they're close. They're gonna. They want to. They're actually pulled ahead of the Kings for the the second in the last spot before yeah. the playoffs. I mean, they're still like five or six points out, but they're that close. I mean, that's a couple. Of, yep, that's you get a couple of breaks and you're in. Yeah. So Blues go to Florida and with a chance to get one point here to, uh, excuse me, yeah, one point to not three points at this time. It was one point the next game. Three points to wrap things up for the third spot in the Central. So yep. three points either way. So it means if Nashville loses it all, you gain two points, or they lose in overtime, they gain a point. Yeah. Blues win, yada, yada, yada. So the game starts off pretty much not in the Blues' favor. Take up penalties and kind of start off slow. But off a uh, giveaway uh, in the neutral zone, I believe, Scotty Upshaw pushes ahead to Ryan Reeves, who gets a partial breakaway, and he five holes uh, James Reimer. Ryan Reeves is his sixth of the year. Yeah, man. This is going to be one of those things where I saw the inevitable comparisons uh, with how many goals does Reeves have and how many goals does Yuri Terry have. Oh, Lord. That was that was prevalent on this game, by the way. So, anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> so, Reeves gets his sixth of the year from Upshaw at the 12-16 mark, and that's the end of the first period. Then we go to the second period, and unfortunately, uh, Vincent Trocek gets a goal from... Blues uh, killer, Vincent Trocek. I like him. I really wish. I heard He's that, the dude who scored with two seconds left at Scott Trade. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, real good. So he I, is real I, good. I kind of really hope that, as uh, a rumor is that the new management is going to get put in down in Florida, mm-hmm. that they might consider moving some of the core out to kind of uh, shake things up down there. Right. I hope he's one of them, because I'll gladly take him up on the Blues if they don't want him, because yeah, I think he's a legit number one center. He's only like 20-something, 22 years old, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be perfect number one center. He is down there, so I don't know why you would change it. But anyway, Trocheck Trocheck gets his twenty third of the year from the uh, ageless Yarmir Yager and Mikosi Shishinjin. You think he comes back next year? He wants to. He actually came out after the their last game last night. He said that he wants to play until he's fifty. He flat ahead. So how many points does he need to take over number one? Oh, a while. It's it's a good chunk. I mean, he has to average. I think he had to average like close to sixty a year, like for the next couple of years. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it. It's possible. I mean, he's already what forty six. Yeah, and doing that well. So he's awesome. Yeah. Could you mention him <laughs> on a good team? Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. And, I mean, Panthers were supposed to be expected to make the playoffs and do well because of their young core. Longo's yeah. still a solid goalie. Uh, and this didn't work out this year. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko says uh, we'll take the lead back with his 38th of the year from Schwartz and Barbashev. So, once again, this off line is bar, Off the back. Off the back and in, in the net. From the slot. It was pretty uh, – yeah. I say non-Tarasenko goal, but like usually his snipes are just like in and in and out, kind of like yeah. his shootout winner against the Canes last night, where he just came and he's like, I'm "I done didn't get with- to see the shootout, I'm oh, so bummed." Oh, he's like, "I'm done with this," and just like rifled the shot. Thank God, because we'll talk about that when we talk about the shootout. You and I, the last time there was a blue shootout, had the same comment about Vladimir Tarasenko. Just don't do the move anymore. Um, dude, I'm done. I am. Don't do the move anymore. Done with it. <laughs> but- just shoot the freaking puck. But uh, unfortunately, 55 seconds into the next period, the Blues lose the lead. Again. From Michael Matheson, gets his seventh of the year from Jonathan Huberdeau and Petrovic, the 55-second mark, like I said. But this is the move that we're talking about, David Prawn, where he kind of like toe drags around Reimer in the front. Yes. And uh, lifts it up and over him for his 18th of the year from Preco. And Preco had actually a pretty good chance there, too, and Reimer yep. made a good save. And uh, Prawn wound up curling and going in for the rebound, which is nice. So back and forth game here, and that's five thirty six mark. But then Dennis, uh, let's say Malgin, sure, we'll go with that. And who actually was really good this game? He was all over the place, mm-hmm. a pretty fast guy. Just ha- he actually hit the uh, post. Right, I think right before this, um, he gets fifth of the year from Skevier and Demers at his seven forty five mark. But my boy Patrick Berglund. 
puts the Blues ahead again for his 23rd of the year from Schmaltz and Perron. Schmaltz on, is on a power play, has a shot from the point, but he has his head up the whole way. Shoots it. It's more of a pass than a shot, but right. sl- you know, on the ground, and he sees uh, Berglund wide open in the slot area, and Berglund just redirects it past Reimer. It was perfect. You know, it was literally the very um, one of those plays where everybody talks about Jordan Schmaltz. He's our number one defenseman coming up and whatever, and we finally saw a glimpse of kind of – Stuff that uh, Kevin Chatkirk used to do, something like that's kind of yes. that was like his like, kind of play on the power play, and we kind of uh, saw that. So he has. You think a, everyone's hopped off the uh, Berglund hate wagon now? I you have to. I mean, twenty three goals this year. I haven't second seen, on the team. I yeah. haven't seen any of the loungers bitching with that. What did Bergie do? Crap that they used to post all I the mean, time. I mean, he got another pretty decent deal, but but, yeah. but also we know what he is now. We're not expecting him to score. No. 50, you know, 30 goals a year. If he does this he has 23 goals and 20 assists, cool, I'm man. good. I'm good. Be a 50-point that's, that's guy. I'm good. 50-point guys on the third line. Fill in on the second line when you need to here and there. Yep. Cool. Be a second power play unit guy. Perfect. Uh, so then Alex Petrangelo, who is on fire, yeah, has a ton of points since uh, Kevin Shattenkirk left. Mind you, also has about four minutes more of ice time a game, almost sure. 28 minutes a game, which I'm not a fan of. But – has a ton of uh, points here. Gets a power play uh, goal here. It's 14th from Schwartz and Laterra at the 13-49 mark. And Jaden Schwartz wraps things up with an empty netter. Is 19th from Petrangelo so and Tarasenko. And we're 6-3 to three after the Blues just decide to say, F this, we're ending this now. Knock it down. Unfortunately, yeah. Nashville wins that night. So you're still one point so, away. You're still one point away, and you're going into um, basically Carolina, who's been okay. They almost made. It, they had a run of the playoffs, and yep. but they just lost four straight. So that kind of killed their chances. Um, so not a bad team by any means. They got some good young players. They looked. There's a couple of times we were playing this game last night, and they oh. were just yeah, they're fast. They're My fast. Are sweaty, man. I'm not gonna lie about it at all. Like they're I was sitting the there. Well, I got I got to the point though where I was watching that game last night. Like I I would switch the channel like during a commercial break or something, you know, and go watch those damn DIY network house things that I'm newly addicted to. Oh. And then as the second I switch back, they'd score against us every time. So I'm like, I can't watch this game. That's and how I get. Every time I shit you not three times in a row, every time I switch back to that game, they scored against us. And I, I walked outside. I wanted to cry because I was oh. so upset. Mm. <laughs> like I thought everything was my fault. But then luckily I've had those came games through. Like, I'm it off. No, that's why I did last night. I've, I saw every Carolina goal. I did not see any blues goal live. Mm. Oh, Gosh! Wow. So I so I literally when I lucky they, shirt man I, yeah we got our lucky yeah glass bangers lucky shirt we've got them on <laughs> uh, where was that what game what goal was it it was the when I turned on the Jokim Nordstrom goal so that's when it wound up being a three to two Carolina I'm like nope. I'm done done until uh, overtime and then overtime's on I'll watch it because we have the yeah. point and <laughs> then, <laughs> the literally I, I text that to my friend Mike and a couple other guys and literally two minutes later. Ryan Reeves scores. So they're like, don't watch the rest of the game, Jason. I'm like, all right, I'll stay on my phone. That's what I was doing. I just kept refreshing Twitter because I was like, I refuse to be the reason why my team loses. I will not have this. Like, was, there's uh, no way. I was at a hibachi restaurant last night, and they oh, they food. called us. You know, it, was, it was real good. Don't tell him that. Um, I had steak and chicken. I'm, I'm tired of chicken. But, go ahead. but I had a lot of vegetables, too. <laughs> no, that's, 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 <laughs> if it okay. makes you feel better, yeah. he had some veggies. Um but uh, we were watching the third period in the bar while we were waiting for the table, and they called us to sit with like three minutes left. And I was like, "Damn it!" 
So, and I couldn't get into Fox Sports because of the refresh. So I was watching thing. on the app, just watching the clock tick down. I'm like, just get to zero. Just get to zero. <laughs> just get to zero. <laughs> That's the worst when you have to actually watch the clock on that app. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, just get us to zero, get us our one point. So, once again, the Blues did start Wellow's game. Yeah, 30 Ivan, seconds in. Ivan Barrett yeah. gets his fifth of the year from Petrangelo and Tarasenko off a, the Blues bring into the zone. Petrangelo throws it towards the net. It kind of hits off, I believe, one of the defensemen and goes kind of sideways. Mm-hmm. And right until Slot and Barbershev is right there and just kind of waits an extra second and puts it past Cam Ward for his uh, fifth of the year, which is nice. Yep. Blues cannot hold it, unfortunately, off. A, this just kind of sucks because Carl uh, Car Hutton's a net. Yeah. And I think he just didn't see this because this was a very weak shot from the point. And yeah. he just didn't see it. And uh, Klaus Dahlback gets sure. his second of the year from Stahl. He just wins it off face off to the point and throws it towards the net. And it just missed his glove and just goes in. And nothing against uh, Car Hutton. It looked like Petrangelo saw he was screening him. And you see, I don't know if you watched the replay. You see him turn sideways all of a sudden. Yeah. So, and the bite does that. The puck's already almost in the net. And it's uh, unfortunately the Blues could not uh, get it. So then this goal I you saw coming. There's about three I got about three and a half minutes of pressure where they just like the blues are just clearing Clear out the zone and ch- the change. Puck. And then they would come back in and then just they were on top of it. And it was off a shot that went behind the net and Skinner <clears throat> just put on the brakes and went back against the grain and did a wraparound. So well, Carolina was on a high after they went on that walk with uh yeah, Brian Bickle. Yeah, Brian with Bickle. Bickle. I mean, you know, they His were pretty last pumped. home game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they were they were pumped, and, like, they came out swinging, and, you know, like, good for them. Like, they played a really awesome game, and they did Our a really awesome Melissa thing. Melissa was at so. this game. Yep, Melissa was at the game along with uh, some other people. So, that was a lot of Blues fans, actually. They were taking over that parking lot. I saw some of that. Yeah, I saw behind the, behind the bench there was a ton of Blues fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, also, anyway, Jeff Skinner, 36th of the year from Pence and Hannafin. At the 1931 marks, the Blues couldn't hold on to the lead going into the f- end of the first period. But luckily, they get a couple of power plays to start the uh, second period, and they and Steen just rifles a shot from the point. Yes, he does. Uh, his 16th of the year from Petrangelo and Tarasenko. Like I said, power play goal at the 519 mark. Unfortunately, the Blues can't hold it again as Joachim Nordstrom gets his 7th of the year from Torchinski, who was – Really uh, very fast and can puck handle a lot. He reminded me of Nail Yakovov. He like really fast can puck handle it, but then all of a sudden just doesn't know what to do like yeah. with it eventually. Um, and that was his first because he just got called up and uh, Rask gets the other assist. And like I said, I turned it off here and then I had to watch a replay of Ryan Reeves uh, throws a puck towards the net. Hey, look. And it hits off defenseman just goes by Cam Ward, his seventh of the year. A new career high for uh, Ryan Reeves. And Brodziak and Upshaw, that fourth line. When you're getting between like seven to ten goals out of a couple players on your fourth line, like you, you can't ask for much more than that. And the Blues That's get, a shutdown line, not a score line. They're doing so good. They really they're are. They're doing so good. Yeah. Reeves is so fast now. It's yeah. just blowing He's my changed mind. his game and looked he really, really good. really adapted to the new NHL. Yeah, but also, like, how many times have you seen somebody that's considered an enforcer just completely and utterly change their game like yeah. that? Like, it's yeah. it's psychotic, and, you know, and good for him. Like, he realized what he had to change. He did it, and it's definitely working. Yep. And, uh, uh blah, blah, blah. Ashley's favorite player. Scotty Upshaw. Off a really awesome, this is an awesome move. Like, throws <laughs> a amazing. Sick backhand forehand and goes top shelf on uh, Cam Ward about two minutes into the third period, unassisted off a blocks a shot. And kind of like we talked about last yeah. game, yep. Edmondson getting that one goal a couple yep. games ago. This is Scotty Upshaw. Just Scotty hits Upshaw. it and just burns. He would just, he just jumped on the ice. 
blocks the shot and then takes off and gets yep. a really sweet goal here. Did you guys see him wink at me? Did he? After uh, that after that goal. I asked him to marry me and Jace and he said yeah. So uh, he told me he was gonna get a goal for me sweet. and he went out and got a goal. I'm lying about all of that. No, yeah. You know, like it's I just it I really, really wish that was the well, guy. I love him. And we almost got another one about three seconds after that. Yep. Yeah. David Perron on another breakaway. Yeah. And, uh the puck went into the net, unfortunately not before David Perron went into the net. Yeah. With uh Cam Ward. Yeah, so Close, but no cigar. But unfortunately, Jeff Skinner gets his second of the game. His 37th year from Hannafin and Pence. Uh, the Blues hold on here. Get the points. So officially, clinch the third spot. You're going to be facing it, the baby. Minnesota Wild. So after here, I'm like, whatever. I, yep. I watch overtime. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, don't back get and forth. hurt is what I was telling yeah, myself. Don't For real, get don't hurt. get hurt. And uh, I did like the uh, shootout kind of uh, who he put out there. He put Lee Stepniak. Uh, Lee Stepniak with a really nice goal who – that, I'm like I'm all for the Blues signing him next year for like your third line right winger. The dude can st- still putting in goals and still looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he I jump, agree. And he's and he gets he's dirt cheap. He's only getting paid like like six hundred thousand dollars. Said dirt cheap, but I mean cheap, that's cheap, for, for hockey players. For somebody else who we just came back from Siberia, <sighs> gets a ton of money. You get him right. So basically, <laughs> Stepniak gets an awesome face. Says it all. <laughs> an awesome uh, goal there. Perron is a save. At least he took a shot. Uh, Skinner. <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> Um, get on, on another good save by Carter Hutton here. Uh, Patrick Bergen goes low stick side for a goal, which is nice, yep. a nice shot. I love his celebration uh, face. This Jacob Slavin just pretty much goes as fast as he can and forgets he has to do something with the puck. Yep, and yeah. it almost scores amazingly. He pulls a Patrick. He pulls a uh, uh, David Perron. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much goes full speed and then forgets about the puck. But the puck almost squirts in. Yeah, off of uh, the leg of. Carter Hutton, who had to actually kick it a second time, it hits like his knee yep. when he's down, and then yep. it's still it, like rolled down, and, and he had to sh- kick it out, and it would have been possibly gone in. And then Zach Sanford gets his first career shootout attempt, which is nice to see. Comes in, tries doing similar to what uh, Berglund did, with uh, unfortunately not a good results. Correct. Uh, Sebastian Oho Aho Aho, yes, uh, who's. Um, Made a run to be in the caller, actually. Yes, he did. Uh, but he's actually just fell a little short due to not having the whole season being up. He was – they had a very good draft of the year. Noah Hannafin, their top pick, and then he was their second-round pick. So, very – they had – kudos to them having two very good players who were already contributing They are going to be years. so good when they get to Quebec. Yeah. I'll say back to Hartford, too. Or Hartford. Yeah. yeah. I would love that. So, Vladimir Tarasenko comes in and he's like, I'm done. I'm over this. And just comes in there and just rifles a shot. <laughs> he's ready for corner. the game to be oh, over. No. I'm tired, guys. I'm going home. Yeah. You can tell he just skates in and just places that shot perfectly. And, Thank God. And he's just like, I'm done. Let's get like out Like it was scripted. He literally Let's skates back. Wrap it up. Says he's back. Says, says good job, Carter Hutton. Skates off the ice. He's like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Let's go. I was so afraid that we were going to get him trying that move again. Because he's done it the last handful of times, correct? Yeah. It's so. become his default uh, shootout move. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, like when he presses autopilot. It's no, it's it's the it's the move he used against the Rangers, and then he did it again in the playoffs against the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, where when it, it works, it's awesome. It's called oh, yeah, well, it's it's, it's commonly known as the Peter Fors or not Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg, yeah, Peter Forsberg move, where you. Send your entire body one way and then reach around the goalie with your stick and tuck it in the opposite and side. And he did it in the but Olympics. But people just against... expect it now. Yeah, and, like... and dude, like, when it doesn't work, you look like a tool. Yeah, you know? and I mean, but... everybody sees game highlights from other teams. Like, they see your move, man. Knock it. And yeah, yeah, you can't do it all the time. So Plus, when you have a shot like yours, 
Like he just shoot. Yeah. So he uh, wins it. The Blues are in the playoffs. They have one game today, which I believe you're going correct. I will be going to, and I will be taking my daughter to technically her first game. Absolutely, I'll be doing nothing. wedding stuff. Oh, fun! Heck yeah, my dad's in town. I got to show awesome. him some cool stuff. You know, yeah, I haven't seen stuff. him in a while. And you get to watch. You can watch the game together. Times exactly. early game. It's a five o'clock game. Throw beers at the TV together, about, just like the old days. There you go. Eat some barbecue. Yeah, she made, like she made my daughter made a sign and everything, so she wants to go. With warm ups and go up to the glass and That's stuff. That's so cool. That's awesome. So if you see us on TV, you'll, you'll see. I'll try, us. Maybe, I'll try to, maybe she'll get a stick. I'll a try stick to or a puck. She really wants a puck. She's like, "What do I do with it?" I'm like, "Keep it." You party like, with it. You party I, I with her, that I puck. Told her for I told her I have a, I have a little case we can put it in, and she's like, oh, "Okay." I'm like, "She's pumped." She's very excited. I thought she'd be more excited if she wanted to go to Comic Con. Does she have a favorite did. player? She doesn't I think super understand the different right. players and stuff? But she has a Tarasenko jersey that she got the kids jersey. My friend got yeah, but. So she has she put number ninety one on her sign, and mind you, she doesn't. But she doesn't quite. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't quite a grasp. But like that's Vladimir Tarasenko. Like that's a really good player. Like oh, go Blues. It's more of like a team thing with her right. still, which hundred percent fine with. She's interested in it. Cool. Uh, as done. someone who went to Comic Con yesterday, your Not daughter missing. made the right decision. Correct, and thank God that happened. So let's talk about very important things. By that I mean not really. Uh, Vladimir Saboko comes back, returns. Not only returns to the team to burn his last year his of his contract, his $2.7 million that's been sitting there for three years now. Mm-hmm. And Chris is shaking his head right now. But anyway, so um, <laughs> he returns. Like This is talked about like out of nowhere. And this is like Elliot Friedman first reported that they were working on a contract extension. And I'm like, please be wrong for once, Elliot Friedman. And about a day later... There's the Blues app pop up. Vladimir Svoka is returning to the Blues for the rest of the season and signs a three-year extension for $10.5 million. Oh, I wanted to cry. I man. mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, and my thing is, like, you have, like, how many third line like third line and bottom six guys? I agree. Right? That's your, my problem. Thank you. And we saw it as soon as the deal was announced. And I think... I don't remember if I saw it on on a comment to our our, our post. Oh, it was our post, or where it was. But someone was like, in all caps, "Finally, the Blues have a true number one center for for Tarasenko." And I was just like, one center. I was like uh... "It stopped just short of me posting my favorite meme, which was, bruh, bruh." Like <laughs> Blues fans, I said it when we had him the first time. You guys overvalue Vladimir Sabotka so much. I feel like a lot he's of people a scrappy even know who he dude. Left. He wins faceoffs. He's got a lot of grit. Yes, he's hashtag grit. All of those things. Yeah. He is not in all caps, bold and underlined. Not a top six forward. He's certainly not a number one center. He's really not a number two center unless you're in a pinch. Like I said, what what this told me was that do not expect to see Paul Stasny in the playoffs until I would say mm-hmm. at least halfway through the first the conference right. finals. Or yeah, at least the second round probably. If he has a broken foot, that's a while. Yeah, and depending on how broken it is, if it's a hairline fracture or completely broken, yeah, that's off a Tarasenko shot that hit him in the foot. So just yeah. just give you an idea of how right. hard that man can shoot right. fuck. And that wasn't a slap shot. That was a and I'm, shot. look. I'm all for ridiculous. the signing for the playoffs because we need we need face off help again. Let's be realistic. Do I think this team could beat the Minnesota Wild? Yes. yes. 
Do I think this team goes into the second round and beats the Chicago Blackhawks? No. I I would love to see it happen again. Stranger things have happened. I don't think this is a team that makes a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, I go. You um, never know, but I, I'm on your side of. Uh, yeah, I think they could be competitive in the second round. One hundred percent. I think you just don't have the. And you never know what happens. Like breaks could go one way or another, but I, I'm not entering these playoffs with the mindset of this is the Blues' year. And it's not because Vladimir Saboka came back. To no, the Blues. no, it's absolutely it's not. not. I just, like, I, I, you look at this team, and yeah, they're playing good right now, and that's great, but. But let's be real. Anytime we've ever shaken up the lines going into the playoffs, it just completely screwed us. Yep. And, so yeah. And, I know. I got you. Go ahead, well, no, the last thing I just wanted to say is, you know, like I've said before, I feel like a lot of these quote unquote fans didn't even know who the hell he was until yeah. he was long gone and they just saw him creating drama in the headlines. Yeah. So yeah. That's he's so. not playing today, is he? It's not. He says, it says could return on the Blues website as of one twenty nine. Unless because uh, I know that's like different. two minutes ago. He yeah. took the pregame skate in Carolina, but did not just play. a skate. Because technically, in the last three weeks, he's only had two skates: the skate in the morning skate yesterday, and the skate before the game yesterday. Wow! So they said they were leaning towards having him in this game, just to I think give some people some break and also get him an actual game in yeah. acclimated again. Yeah. Um, so basically, three year extension that kicks in next season at ten point five million dollars. Um, so quoting, uh, GM Doug Armstrong, Vladdy and I had some really good conversations on why I thought it'd be time for him to come back here and yeah, how he would fit into our group. <laughs> <laughs> what GM Doug Armstrong wanted to say was, F this dude. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of grabbed, uh, it sort of just, uh, it just sort of grabbed seed at that point and things moved ahead to where we are today, where he's playing out that arbitration award from a few years ago and agreed to a new contract for next year. Uh, Spoka goes on to say, it feels great. I'm excited and happy to be part of the Blues again. I'm really excited to get that first game in. Leaving for the KHL was strictly a business decision, according to Saboka. Uh-huh. I never had anything against Blues fans, and they uh-huh. were great to me. And I enjoyed all four years when I played for the Blues, and uh-huh. it's all fine. Can you pull up the quotes that he said on the way out of town? Uh, I don't have those with me, but, yeah, we remember those where he was – It was more against – Trashed everybody. Yeah. Uh, three seasons with the Omsk, not a nice dude, man. Omsk Av- Avangard of the KHL. He this season had 30 points, nine goals, 21 assists, 30 pounds worth $10 million, and a 41 regular season in a league that's obviously lower than ours. Yeah, uh, 10 points in the playoffs, three goals, seven assists, and in, in pretty much a higher offensive role, apparently, too, in 12 postseason games. Overall, since he was in the, the KHL, 102 points, 37 goals, 65 assists, 103 penalty minutes, and 138 KHL games, as well as 14 points, 4 goals, 10 assists, and 16 penalty minutes, and 18 career postseason games. So you're a little less than a point a game. So you're looking at point seven and some after that, a game, a points a game. Okay. You thought you overpaid Yori Laterra. No, dude. It, I'm, that's the issue. Like, he must have a plan to get rid of some salary because you're talking – Laterra, him, and you re-sign Berglund already. You and you have a bunch. You only really have to re-sign Pareko, but you this team obviously you want to go gonna far. Pay him. You, you have to pay him obviously and decide what you want to pay him and see if he'll take a bridge deal. Which that's not really happening anymore nowadays, right. unless you're like kind of a you had injury or a fringe kind of a right. uh, prospect. With him, he's obviously a bona fide, really good player. So he might say, "Give me the five year deal now, and give me the money." Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh, key," we'll and then happened. yeah, so. I don't know who he's banking on Vegas taking or if he's got an idea that he's shipping somebody out after the year. You have to move salaries offseason. And the yep. way JR kind of just talked in his, in his uh, chat this week, that that's pretty much 
what he thinks too. He's like, he must have a plan to move out some guys because there's no way you can do that. Well, I would imagine you'll see Laterra go somewhere, be it because uh, he has no trade clause, or I'm sure he'll be unprotected and hopefully get picked up. If not, maybe sent somewhere. Who knows? Um, yeah, because you're losing one player no matter what to Vegas. Yes. Um. Yeah, man. I <laughs> Ryan Reeves is hell pissed at the signing. <sighs> Because I had Reeves, I had that pegged as my uh, last uh, protected guy was Ryan Reeves. Now you're flopping him out. You're flopping Ryan Reeves out, and you're putting yeah, Sabokin. Um which sucks. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at my crystal ball. Sabokin's going to play today in a game that is absolutely meaningless for all teams involved. Don't say it. And that dude's going to get a hat trick. Oh, there's <laughs> else. There's and, and, and the crowd is going to start beating off. In Scott Trade, and it's going to be oh, 2014 all over again. Oh. Where everybody is ready to call him the most underrated player on the NHL. Uh, as, as our and friend, it's going to drive me. As our friend Justin says, like, do you know he does MMA training in the offseason? Because you know how many times he said that. Remember, he used to say it all yes. the time in 2014. Like, so literally every post he tagged me, and that's what he put on every Saboka post. That was either on the Post Dispatch, the Blues website, or when I tweeted something. I'm like. I get it. And he's trying to be funny, but still. Anyway, so let's get that out of the way. That's done. On to uh, some more news that possibly upset everybody. This is more, uh, I guess, NHL-wide. League-wide, yeah. Uh, it was officially announced that the that the NHL is making their schedule. So they're trying to make headway on scheduling. And one of the things next year is the Winter Olympics in uh, Korea. Korea. South Korea. South Korea, not the, <laughs> Not north. Not Never north. north no. Not north. So South Korea. So obviously the games will be very late at night, like like three. It'll be like when the one, three were, and seven. Yeah, it's like. going to be like when the Olympics were in Beijing. A.M. one, three, and seven a.m. Pretty much is what you're looking at around that time. Set your alarms. Yes. So, but the NHL officially announced that they are not allowing players to participate in the game. N- disappointed, not surprised. Correct. I'm along those lines. Same. It's just like uh, you kind of saw this coming with it coming out the last minute. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. And now. I think you saw this coming when the World Cup came back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I see a lot of fans that say, like, you know, like, oh, like, one particular one, I think, commented on one of our posts that says, like, good, the Olympics were made for amateurs. No, it's not. It's made for the best people in every sport and every competition on the planet. It is The Olympics are not for amateurs. That's a U.S. rule. That's not an Olympic rule. Correct. Yeah. Because um, so obviously, yeah, right. obviously, KHL the is already licking their chops to get oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Get, uh, oh, yeah. They're get, pumped. Um, get, their, get any players back. Because if you play in the KHL, the USA hockey has already said, like, you know, they, they're not going to say they can't. They're not going to take anybody, whoever wants to play. So it's pretty much. Right. You know, but most people who run USA hockey are kind of guys who are in the NHL. So it's kind of one of those things where. Certain players come out. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin already said, I'm going. I don't care. Oh, for sure. A yeah. couple other players already well, kind of said they're it, going. Uh, Taves came out and said. That they'd like to, yeah. Uh, like he's like, he's like, this is just one other thing that the owners are going to use and negotiate. So it's all about the CBA, and they're using this to say, hey, we'll let you guys go play in the Olympics, but now we want you guys to cut your salaries. Or he didn't say that specifically, that's but he's basically saying. Saying, well, he's saying everything's a contract negotiation, and that's why he's disappointed. 100%. And look, I understand both sides of the argument. As a player, would I want to go and play in the Olympics, especially if I've had, if I'm a Canadian, 100% I do because I've got a dynasty going right now that I want to defend. If I'm a Russian, damn well right because there's money on the table. Um, I also understand uh, 
the ownership and the NHL's point of view, which number one, it shuts down your league for two weeks. And secondly, <clears throat> God forbid that you know you send players to the Olympics and there's an injury. Now, I get it. Your guy could get injured playing in an NHL game too, but at least that's an NHL game. Exactly. Um, so I, I understand it 100%. Like I said, I think the writing was on the wall when they brought back the World Cup of Hockey mm-hmm. because the NHL owns that, and that is the NHL's way to try to substitute, instead of Olympics, they can do a non-season worldwide tournament based around countries or regions, yep. and you still get that feeling of a World Cup type tournament. Or and being tournament. able to represent your country. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. Um, I agree with you. So we'll see. Um, I think if you're already seeing backlash from the top tier NHL guys like uh, Ovechkin and Taze and those guys, it would not surprise me if between now and next season mm-hmm. there's a change of heart by the NHL. Because if you start pissing off your top-tier talent, that's going to be an issue. Absolutely. Um, but I get it. I get the move. I don't necessarily enjoy it, but it's I understand. And it's also supposedly – I read different things, but supposedly it's a uh, not the only this Olympics, but next Olympics as well. So mm-hmm. we're talking eight years. We're talking eight years. I don't think it'll go It won't come back. If, if, if it holds for this Olympics – It's next Olympics It's too. done. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you right now. If the NHL holds firm and you don't see NHL players in 2018 in Korea, you're not going to see NHL players in the Olympics anymore. My thing is the only time I think it might come back. And mind you, I don't know the Olympics where they're going to be held for a certain mm-hmm. amount of years. The only time I think there's a chance for it to come back is when it's in Canada, in U.S. somehow. In, if in, if in, I'm in, Alexander Ovechkin, that pisses me off. Correct. Well, oh, I mean, absolutely. it was it was in Russia, obviously. But they'll try year, to bank so. off of that. Yeah, so. that's. I mean, that's what they. But that's yeah. of course that's the owners like mantra mm-hmm. is like you want to make the, where's the best way to make money in the market. They're talking Jerks. about marketing. They said there's a puff piece that came out by oh uh, god I think it was Nick Kostinika Kostinaka C O S T I N K A. Anyway, Casco. We'll call him Casco. Works for me. And, uh, basically <laughs> saying why the NHL is not going to the Olympics. So I was like, and it was literally out 10, 15 minutes after the official announcement. It was on the NHL website. Sure. So basically, there was no, according to his article, there was no measure that the blue, that excuse me, the NHL owners saw of growth from letting the players go. Yet you just booked games in Japan. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, we'll use, we'll use these to grow the games where you're not exposing... Every you're exposing all your quote unquote obviously good Here's players. What needs to you're exposing teams, not just Gary Bettman and the ownership committee of the NHL needs to ask for a meeting with NBA top brass and let them explain to the NHL why this international play helps grow the game. Mm-hmm. The NBA was the first to cross the line and let their players start playing. And the NBA is now, I think, second only to soccer in worldwide popularity. Yeah. Bigger than baseball, obviously bigger than American football, bigger than hockey. And it is due in large part to international competition like the Olympics. There's nothing wrong with putting your best players on display in a world stage. That grows your game. 
And, it, and okay, you want to make the time complaint about Korea. The NBA players played in Beijing, mm-hmm. what, six years ago? Seven yeah. years ago? Yeah. So they've done it too. They played in Sydney when they played in Australia. There's So I'll, I'm just I'm devil's advocate there yeah. on that. But also that's the Summer Olympics, not during the season. Agreed. Agreed. And, and that's the wild card in this whole thing. That's is the that thing is like the schedule. You have to shut down, down your season. And that's yeah. why I said like so, that's why this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so that's that's I think that's more like that argument where it's like it's not during the season, so the boot so they have to schedule not only Arenas have to schedule around this. Like teams have to. By the way, this is also the same argument of why you don't see major league baseball players in the Summer Olympics because it's in the middle of baseball season. Yeah, so it's like one of those things. So it was one of the things where it sucks. We kind of well, saw that baseball's not in the Olympics anymore. I don't think uh, not anymore. I think they're trying to get it back. But initially, you're talking. Right. You're correct. But like back in the, we know. Um, yeah, the wild card is you're having to shut down your season, and until you can find a way to compensate for that, and I don't know how you do it. Yeah, and apparently, like the IOC was not giving any money to the NHL to pay for go. the players and the players. So basically, the you know, then the risk had happened. Uh, like John Tavares got hurt the one time, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of top guys got hurt. Not last Olympics, the Olympics before that, right? And uh, Vancouver, yes, and he got hurt there, and they wound up screwing up the rest of the Islander season. You know, who knows? Well, and that's the big thing. And we talked about this uh, earlier in the week on my other podcast, the day that it was announced. And I said, you know, there, there's three things. If I'm an NHL owner and my team is on a streak, say we've won 11 to 12 games and we're rolling, you want me to shut my team down for two weeks, yeah. kill all this momentum, and send my best players overseas to an international competition where they could get hurt, yeah. and then I have to pull everyone back and pray that we can recapture that Keep momentum. And, and also, in the other flip side of that, your guys like Scotty Upshaw, Cobb Rodziak, Ryan Reeves, they were definitely not going to make the team. They shut it down for two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're not in that mindset of like, and we also you're know rolling, they, they've rolling, all always rolling. gone on vacation. You see all their posts and stuff. They're in, you know, Cabo. I think, I think in last Jamaica. time a bunch of the guys went to, um, yeah, like Mexico. Yeah, like, like, like take twelve or fourteen went to all right. Mexico together. So they went you know, like five days. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would say this: if I'm a GM, and I get it's hard to do because it's probably part of the CBA, but if NHL players are going to the Olympics. You are still technically in season. And maybe you don't practice your full schedule. Maybe you don't practice every day for three hours a day or whatever it is. But I would say at least two, three times a week for those two weeks off, you need to have scrimmages or something to physically and mentally stay sharp. Absolutely. You can't just go drinking and partying and Agreed. getting yourself burnt on the beach. You're for a still week. in yeah. season, absolutely, and I agree with that. Um, so we'll see. You know, I would like to think that this gets overturned and you see NHL players in Korea. I don't know. I, I, I but there's truly so don't many know. good arguments on both sides. There are. Like there's, we've we've literally just sat here and argued both sides. Yep. <laughs> like, I, dude, I get it. I. And that's what I was telling Kelly earlier in the week is I could argue either side of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. All comes down to one thing: money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's unfortunately, so people, will su- my fans will suffer. If people, fans of the Olympic hockey, where you get the casual fan to watch, and I, that's why I'm part of like that would help grow. Like when you see these, one hundred percent. Like you latch onto, let's just say, for example, Vladimir Tarasenko tears it up, and you're like, oh my god, who's that guy playing? One name, Blues. One name to explain why international hockey is important. I already know you're going. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Say his name. At the same time? One, two, three? TJ Yoshi. Yeah. Because <laughs> he blew up. He was on USA Today. He had his, you know, him and his wife were on whatever yep. after that. So he was like the poster child for everywhere. how many months afterwards. And not saying that's why he, I mean, obviously he's still a very good player. But I think that helped put him on the mat more than he was. Dude, he 100%. Wasn't, he, wasn't just, he wasn't just St. Louis's baby anymore. No. It no, was, it was, was the NHL the, darling type literally. thing. Literally. Yep. yep. So... Uh, disappointing there. So we'll, we'll kind of start to wrap it up there. Before we get into the final part, I had um, I've seen this guy's work before, and I figured I'd point it out, which we've uh, I think we've seen a Steve Walden. Oh my god, it's so good. Where uh, you know this guy he had a Reeves blowing a kiss. You know, it's like three D art that he does. It's very cool, and he just put one of like Tarasenko out there like celebrating. It was like yeah. you know, it was very good. So uh, I just saw it, and I just figured uh, I hit you know give him a little props on that. It's SteveWalden.com for any of uh, your. You know, get some prints. There's some very cool. Uh, not only not only blues. Speaking of, did I give you the Winter Classic poster? No. Yeah. Yes. 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 At uh, okay. Um, Josh's house. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah, SteveWalden.com. Go check out his prints. Not only blues, but there's Cardinals out there, and I think I saw um, like the Winter Classic actually print. It's actually a 3D type looking. That's print. cool. It's very cool. Uh, so I'm gonna give that guy props because I thought that was pretty awesome. Also. Um, minor announcement which we are going to have a playoff challenge sweet so basically the nhl has a little thing you log on to their website mm-hmm. pick who's going to win the stanley cup kind of like what you do with the ncaa bracket is what you just did so mm-hmm. they're going to nhl is going to have one we're going to have our own i'll make our own group and i'll put it out there on the twitters uh and whoever wins is going to have a prize prize due to be determined once i get emails back from i people. get to determine it so don't screw it up yep so we got some uh <laughs> blah, 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 blah. we got some uh we'll have a prize for the winner so if you won before, uh, you can't win again. Sorry. So, I have a couple options. So, I'm like, just getting those finalized this week, and they'll make the official announcement once, obviously, play ends tonight. This is the last night of the season on April 9th. So, if you get a hold of us on Twitter, at Blues Hockey NHL, Ashley. At Ashley Ryan. Chris. Hossapalooza. And on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. And also on our website, blueshockeypodcast.net. Uh, make sure to go on iTunes, look for us, rate us, give us five stars, tell us we're awesome. So, And the emails, uh, blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. So I just tried to look up and see if Saboka is playing today. Still, it says could play today. So I guess All it'll right. be game time decision. There's, there's no morning skate because they got in late tonight, last night. So... Uh, no word on the Twitter. This has been a lot of Cardinal stuff, as I saw. Of course. So, uh, How are we doing earlier for the Cardinals? Because I'm going to the game Friday. They're Yankee winning. Stadium. They lost. They lost. Uh, let's see. They won. I think they're like three and two. Yeah, they're pretty even right now. They win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Cool. Much. I'm going to my uh, first game in Yankee Stadium this week. Oh, Yankees. That'd be sweet. That'd be the, yeah, I forgot the new Yankee Stadium, I guess, technically. Correct. So that's cool. So I'll uh, see you, old friend Matt Holiday. Oh, yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so we'll uh, back from playoffs. It looks like the schedule. We'll come back and should we make our Blues predictions? Let's do that real quick because I don't think we're going to get together this week. Cause I am awfully busy for it. I will be out of town, and you'll be out of town. So. Wedding stuff. Actually, so, uh, Amazon.com just tried to call me because apparently they've got a surprise for me since oh, I fancy. shouted out. Fancy. Since I shouted them out on social media. Fancy. Yep. Uh, so. Blues play Minnesota Wild. It looks like an official announcement, but just because of arena schedules, yep. it looks like the Blues will be playing in Minnesota starting Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So That's Wednesday, what I had heard. Wednesday, too. Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Okay. So if that works out, that means the Blues will have. So if the game six will be on Saturday. If that happens, we'll get something together. 
I agree. That's that'd be cool. Sounds good. So unfortunately, Sundays are not conducive to uh, you know Easter and stuff. Yeah, especially it's Easter too, which you know, you know, our Lord is risen. Oh, I forgot about that. Dad. So, so anyway, all right, Chris. Since you brought up, we'll go with you first. <sighs> so Minnesota. We'll just do the quick. Minnesota Blues, the two versus the three seed. Minnesota yep. has the home ice. Home ice. Uh, both teams have been playing well at the end. Yes, you take away one bad. I think you take a one bad month for both teams. That's why I kind of like it. Like both teams have mm-hmm. had Minnesota rolled for the first half of the season, then had a really bad month and a couple month and a half. Mm-hmm. Blues had a bad month and a half. They made the coaching change and been rolling. So it's kind of very similar, which I think yeah. is very interesting too. So go ahead. Um, to me, this matchup. Uh, screams uh, the opposite side of the matchup between these two teams from two years ago mm-hmm. when the Blues were the team with home ice, uh, were expected to make a deep run, and Minnesota was kind of the question mark. Because um, they made a coaching change and Mike Yo was, correct. Right, was in. Um, I'm going to say that we're going to keep the Bruce Boudreau jinx alive. And I'm going to say Blues in seven yeah, because I was, I was, Bruce Boudreau can't win game, game seven. Sevens. That's correct. I'll go with Ashley's quick prediction. I got Blues in six. I was uh, I'll echo. I hate making predictions too because I always feel like I jinx the team because I'm like that's my mental makeup. Right. But uh, Blues in thirty. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, the, <laughs> but honestly, if I had to pick on like flat out honestly from looking at this team, uh, there's a couple guys struggling on Blues have lost guys from injury. This guy's struggling on. Uh, Minnesota side, Miko Koivu has had trouble scoring lately. Goaltending has been shaky at best uh, until recently. So that could be a huge issue. We've had better goaltending. Defense yep. on ours, unfortunately, has been shaky at times as well. So yep. kind of balancing those. Instead of me rambling more, I'll just say Blues at six. Okay. Nice. So we both, all three of us think it's going to be a long series. It's going to be a yep. long series for sure. Because Minnesota is no slouch at the end of the day. Good team. Yep. So, like you said, I think it's the very inverse. Oh, of, I'm taking nothing away from Minnesota. It's a very inverse of last year. Uh, here's the well, not one last year, thing. But a couple years ago. Here's the one thing I'll say: is I pray to God that unlike last year, if the Blues find themselves in uh, elimination games, that they can shut the door on some damn teams. Correct. And, and not I, have series drag out. And I kind of really like having we have a younger team, but yeah, I think young, experienced team where yeah. they had gone. We got last year. I think it was a huge. You know, it's gonna really. Uh, have a good uh, effect on the Blues this year, I think, with they're down so. or out. Hopefully they realize they need to close the team out. That will be a good thing. Also, you're getting guys like Zach Sanford. Um, yes. You know, Magnus Payarvi technically has not had any, too many playoff games. Uh, some of the younger guys that are around, uh, Barbashev's, uh, Jordan Schmaltz, if he's still playing, because Bortuzzo is hurt, because Bortuzzo is hurt. We've got to bring that up. Yeah. Um, so you're having a lot of young guys and getting them experience. I think that's good. Cause obviously we know this year is more than likely not gonna be the blues year. Hopefully you never Stranger know. Things have happened. Correct. But if it's not, you're getting these young guys experience. And then when you do have a fully healthy lineup, Agreed. you go balls out and hopefully then that works out. So I agree. We'll see. I agree. All right. Well, well, here come the playoffs. So let's go. Blues. Uh, all right, let's. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. So we sound so not amped up for the playoffs. I'm my, scared, man. <laughs> I think my, mine's more of a, just a minor exhaustion. Plus, uh, uh, I, I we would both have crazy days. Like I have to get uh, get moving in like 25 minutes after the house. Yeah. So anyway, all Same. right, we're getting out of here. So all right, talk to you guys later. See you guys. Uh.